Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these nug rocks Have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot in the making No need for ovens when you're waking bacon Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast, H-Cubed, up in this bitch. And yes, it's finally time for what we've been talking about for the last couple weeks. Yes. Oh, shit. We got the album review that we've been talking about for the last couple episodes. We apologize in advance. I think we already did, but we'll do it again. We apologize for the delay. (laughs) But here we are, Distant Relatives, Nas, Damian Marley, came out in 2010. Now... My man Cooper, he's the one who recommended this joint. Yep. Um, he said he said he loved the album, and and I actually had never heard it. Now, I was, I guess, l- let me just dive into how I felt. Just a quick synopsis, yeah. I guess. I was fucking pleasantly surprised by this joint, like like supremely, supremely pleasantly surprised. Because when you first hear this joint, I feel like some of the instrumentals, well, I guess especially for now, yeah, are, are, are a little different, and even like some of the um like more kind of like reggae theme songs mm-hmm. they kind of have like a uh, like for example the second song it kind of has like a really uh unique I, I don't know if that's a violin playing the... yeah i'm not quite sure what that is uh, it might be some type of african instrument like i, I, I probably I even think about like you know looking something like that up because yeah now nah, I, feel, I feel you but re- regardless of the fact and then like i told you I, I was kind of glad that i had a little bit more time to um i guess ride around with the joint and kind of appreciate a lot of the joints on the joint because there, there's a lot of good songs on this album man now this song this album is full of a rack of vicious ass fucking songs and again i i i've always been a big fan of reggae and dancehall and of course hip-hop so when i heard that these two guys were coming out i already knew that Nas was a beast and damian marley i want to say maybe like three to five years maybe maybe less than uh um before this album came out distant relatives he released his album welcome to jam rock and mm. that joint is a slam classic. There is nothing but jams on that shit. So I knew that them getting together for this project would equal something great. I didn't know exactly what it was at the time, but here we are. It has given to have. I mean, like I said, I I always feel bad when we do something that I personally am just pressed over and love and have been nah, sliced over for know. years. Because I'm just gonna be like, yes, this shit is magic. This shit is vicious. This shit is powerful. I mean, it, it and it is really all of those because it has a lot. Of, it covers a lot of different themes. And it's 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 overall a very fucking positive album. Oh yeah, and and, and I told you, um, you know, when I first started listening to this joint, and when I really got into it, that I was like, yo, this is like you said, a real positive, motivating, like just really good energy throughout the whole fucking album, like from beginning to end. If we're being honest, exactly. Now, when so when because this came out two thousand ten, now I was a junior in high school. And I don't really remember hearing about this one. Obviously, it's not like a super mainstream album, I guess you want to call it. Nas at this point in his career, I guess, w- would you say this is like the first album that was like a, a solid joint after like that whole period between like mid 2000s to, to now? Or, or, or would you say that he had some some other shit in between? Because I, I kind of got that feeling that this was like his kind of comeback into his own shit. I want to say, and let me go ahead and look it up just so I don't really, really sound stupid. Nas albums? No, yeah, Nas albums. 
Damn. Because I feel you... like there was there was a streak of albums that he put out that weren't all that great. Yeah, because I know what the after Stillmatic, he put out Godson, which was okay. Streets Disciple wasn't that great. Hip Hop Is Dead came out in two thousand six, and that was like his. That was kind of his his re-entry and where people yeah. started really taking notice of him again the untitled yeah, uh album which is actually called it's just the n-word, n-word. Which, yeah yeah that one wasn't like as acclaimed as hip-hop is dead life is good came out after it and that was more that was more regarded acclaimed wise than the untitled album but yeah so mm-hmm. between hip-hop is dead and well i guess actually un- after the untitled album he came out they came out with this so yeah, he had yeah. he had some hits but some misses and it was just I think it was really what just brought him back into the lexicon where people were like, Oh shit, that's right, Nas is a fucking beast. <laughs> so No, yeah, and, and and that happens. That happens to a lot of, you know, really, really good artists where they just have a, a streak of just I don't know, that they might not be in the right mindset, mind state to to make good music and um I don't know, man. I, I feel like with this album, no question about it. Now, granted, I feel like I wouldn't have appreciated this album as a junior in high school, most likely. <laughs> True. <laughs> but as a 28-year-old man, believe me, this, this, I, I appreciate the fuck out of this joint. And, and I was asking my brother about this joint earlier to ask him if he heard it. And he, he said he, that he heard it and he loves the joint, too. So, um, yeah, man. Let's fuck, let, Let's just dive into this joint, man, because I'm excited to talk about this joint. All right. Uh, do you want to do it since it's uh it's thirteen? Do you just want to go through each individual track, or do you just want to yeah. talk about whatever we want? Let, let's talk. Um, I mean, we can talk about each track. If you okay, want. we can do that. I have no problem. All right, bet. Let's go with the number. F- the first track uh, opening the album is "As We Enter," and this song is so very high energy and upbeat. I think it's the perfect way to start an album like this, just because you get a sense of how both of these guys go on a fast mm-hmm. beat, and they both can go hard as oh, shit. Oh yeah. I love Damien's flows and his changeups in the second verse that they do and the back and forth that they do, kind of like the, the the whole lock shit that they like to do. I yeah. love it when people do it and they do it successfully and not a lot of people can do it successfully. Dog, when I heard that shit, and then it happens as soon as they start rapping, mm-hmm. Nas says a line, Damien says a line, and Damien, dog, his... I, his his rapping and his, his just his flow is, is real smooth, dog. Mm-hmm. Like, everything about it, obviously, you know... Um, Nas is also a fucking beast on this joint too. Exactly. So I thought the beat fitted well. Like you said, a very high energy beat to start off the album. Probably the highest energy joint on this whole joint. I yeah, would definitely. Say. I want to say it's definitely like in the top three for sure. Yeah. And I, like I said, man, I thought it was a really good way to start the album. The beat, I mean, it's cool, but I don't know. It I, Maybe it's because it's from 2010 and I'm more in 2021. Yeah. But I, I feel like it did fit what they were trying to do. So overall, I didn't really have a problem with it. And um, yeah, I like this one. I thought it was a really good way to start the album, you know, as we enter, as they about to start the album. And they kind of, like you said, they, they showed off what they could do. And I think that's what you got to do on the first on the first track of the album is, is, is show people who don't know you all that well, who might have given you a shot to, to see, okay, these niggas is nice. Let's go on to uh, number two, which is uh, Tribes at War, featuring, uh, I believe it's pronounced Kanan. Yep. I like this joint, man. Uh, I mentioned earlier that it had like some like, kind of like somewhat African sounding, uh, I'm not sure what the instrument is, but just it starts off with that in the background. And even the uh, the drums on this joint are very uh, tribal sounding. Mm-hmm. So, and and even the, um, the chorus in the background, mm-hmm. also yeah. somewhat tribal sounding. It's, I mean, this it- sounds like... I mean, it is it sounds, called Tribes at War, so it was kind of yeah, yeah, like no, it's, fair, yeah, it's like yeah. um, 
it's like the war cries or like if they're getting ready for war you know like preparing and getting hyped up and this is what you would hear in the junk and that's what the people would kind of sure. be singing like to the nine chives at war. Yeah, oh, like yeah dog that joint and again this is one of them songs that at first i guess it kind of threw me off because you know i heard the first song and then it kind of just goes to this but the more i hear it the more i appreciated it and dog i i think uh i, I was it was it canon he, he was rapping right he wasn't yes, that he was damien on the hook the, I, I really fuck with the hook super heavy on this joint i i thought damien did his, his thing on that joint and just overall it was just a really good song it, it feels epic it feels like real epic and like big and like it, it it feels like it's supposed to be like in black panther or some shit like that you know what i mean no boy it would have fit it would have fit perfectly i feel like it would have fit perfectly and um yeah man, really really good song again one of the joints that i kind of had to grow into but nonetheless a good song I want to say the first the the verse that Nas does is incredibly deep and it just paints a huge picture of like the cycle of struggle in poor mm -hmm. neighborhoods that most people of color have to deal with. For um, sure. Plus also uh, Kanan does the last verse and his whole shit it kind of ended on like a somber note because it was just like let me see what did he said he was just like the struggle is a um, struggle with uh, allegiance it's basically it's like it's me and my it's me against my family my family and me against the clan the clan and me against the nation and then the nation and me against the world mm -hmm. and then he then the last like line that he pulls off which i and i thought that was pretty dope like you know that's how yeah. a lot of people see shit and a lot of people actually don't see shit especially yeah. in, in our country it's not it's not looked like like that so it's like an interesting way <laughs> nah, to see shit like that and plus he said at the last line was basically me and my brother would fight and point kalishnikovs which are ak-47s at each other and kill mm -hmm. one another Mm -hmm. over the whole shit and i was just like damn right like that's deep as fuck but again that's another reality of some shit that is maybe it's 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 more prevalent where he's from versus you know like brother killing brother over like power right. and prestige and shit like it is here so i mean mm -hmm. it's, it's like it's the whole song is incredibly deep oh yeah and it's just like you have to listen to it a couple of times to really really get it and like i said i've heard this song hundreds of times but as i went through it i literally sat with the lyrics up on the screen and just went through everything and i've like you know you always miss something when, when dog you... you know it's funny you say that because um if i really really want to like dive deep into a song that's what i'll do i'll pull up the lyrics to it and because like you said you know especially with album like this you have damien speaking patois a lot mm -hmm. and 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 you might miss a couple things or even even with nas you know even just music in general you you might miss a couple lines and they might go over your head but once you see them written out you're like holy shit this is this is this is some shit right here. this exactly. is shit right here. so course. or the notorious yeah, no. thing where you think that they said one thing and then when you see it written out it's a whole other thing you're like well damn that's even better <laughs> or, or or you just ruined the song for me because i thought i thought it was about something that i could relate to but now i can't even relate to this shit exactly God damn it. <laughs> hey that is you know what dog for anybody listening unless you're doing it for the purposes that we're doing it don't look up the lyrics whatever you think it says that's what it says okay <laughs> kurt cobain said that shit all right whatever you think it means that's exactly what it means so all them websites like genius and shit like that mm -hmm. which i find i find kind of funny because i'll visit it myself i don't get it twisted but when i really get to thinking about it this is somebody else who didn't write the song yeah that's telling me what the person who wrote the song means mm -hmm. which it's kind of crazy if you think about it but I don't know. So that well, that's why I kind of stopped doing the whole little looking up what this line meant because yeah. fuck it, dog. like music is, is is art. You know, it's it's kind of like a painting. Like if you see it, you know, it's it's try to behold or whatever whatever they feel like that shit means, that's that's what it means. Well, you know, back in the day when you bought a CD, not all of the time, but a good majority of the time, they would 
all the the inner thing would come with just all the lyrics to all lyrics. the songs. I, yo, I, I I'm trying to think of what album. It might have been like a Bone Thugs, like Art of War. No, yeah, Art of War. I think the double disjoint, and I, I think that, that had. I could see them having it, especially. <laughs> yeah, hey yo, son, there was so much put into album uh, pamphlets back in the day, mm-hmm. like dumb joints. Like there was like excitement to open up your fucking CD exactly. and take that shit out. The and artwork, just look at the, shit the lyrics, just everything about it. like you. I know they actually had. A, I was overhearing. I mean, I, like I like I was sitting in there overhearing a conversation. I was listening to the Breakfast Club on YouTube. <laughs> 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 and um, they were talking about like the the new album cover for Drake's album and how it's apparently oh, yeah. just like three or four pregnant emojis or some shit like that. Nigga, and, try try nine pregnant emojis. Damn. Oh, that's right, because it's nine months late. That's why he said that. Yeah, supposedly. Uh, yeah. But they were talking about how everyone is talking how it's so crazy that that's what it means, or it could mean that he's got nine other Jones pregnant, or he's got nine other kids. And I'm like, you know what? I haven't like, and they, even Charlamagne was like, you know, they used to actually be like a whole thing, like the album covers used to be so vicious back in the day, depending on the mm-hmm. artwork and whatever it was that they put in there. And yeah. I remember, I want to say, in one of the Jones, Outcast had a story or a mini comic book. I want to say in like AT Aliens, like the inner Jones mm. was like a small comic book also so like it was incredible what motherfuckers used to put in there you could win prizes and be you know entered in for shit and it was insane but like you know that's just not something we do now that we don't actually purchase cds but that also made a potential like 15 to 20 dollar transaction for a cd better because you're not just getting the cd you're getting all the art that comes with it you're getting all the lyrics you're getting any contest shit blah blah blah. you know it was an experience like music let's be real dog and I hate to go off on a tangent because we're doing an album hey. right now, but, <laughs> but music was an experience of mm-hmm. like maybe a decade or so ago and, and behind. Facts. But once once streaming services came along, it kind of just became like a, I don't know, dog, like it's just played in the back. I don't know. It's not an experience anymore. It's not special. Like I feel like when, dog, before streaming services, when albums would come out, mm-hmm. it used to be special. I dog, I would be so pressed to get the album either the physical copy mm-hmm. or to buy it on iTunes or whatever. But the point is, it wasn't as accessible now. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of crazy. Everybody asks for accessibility, but that comes at a cost. It really does yeah. because you don't you don't appreciate the shit as much because you have access to it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the same goes for TV now with Netflix and everything. You, nigga, you have a million movies that you could watch, and chances are, you're probably gonna watch the same shit you watch every fucking time. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's it's really all stre- uh, streaming services of all kind, whether they are music or movies, TVs, whatever. They are becoming kind of just like overrun, and then just like it's just way too much content, and, it's and overwhelming. so it really much is. of it is bad. It's just hard to find something that's actually good. So you just, bro. Even if even if all of it is good, I just feel like. It's like, dog, I don't even know where to fucking start. You know yeah. what I mean? It mm-hmm. happened to me, dog, where I've spent like hours like looking shit and then I end up watching like a YouTube video or some shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just I don't know, man. It's just kinda kinda crazy the the, the world that we intake media in now. Exactly. But, exactly. But fuck it, let's let's go back to the, to the album. <laughs> All right, number three uh is called Str- the Str- uh, Strong Will Continue. And I wanna say that this is has a very militant sound to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like something like, mm-hmm. like if you were about to cause a revolution, like this would be like one of the songs that you would play to get everybody hyped up. It's very powerful and a vivid track about perseverance. Uh, basically, yeah. like you just listen to the chorus. It says, "Only the strong will continue." Do you have it in yeah. you? Like you know, you have it in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and it's like it's kind of like a call to like you know, just like 
it, you can put it in whatever uh, whatever situation you want to, but it's mm -hmm. just like this song can affect so many things. Like you know, you want to get your education, but you're feeling down about it. Well, you know, only the strong are going to continue and get that degree. Do you have that shit Hell in you? Yeah. Do you have the one in you? Do you want to play this sport? Do you want to be in this league? Do you, you want to lose weight? Exactly. You want to get healthy, nigga. Exactly. Well, you don't have to be strong. <laughs> exactly. I want to say that uh, basically, it's it's mostly Damien uh, preaching about belief in self. And Nas preaching about lying to yourself and letting your ego get too big and then the fallout because of that. And I think those are, again, powerful messages that especially these days sure. and the way that motherfuckers move nowadays, motherfuckers mm -hmm. should hear. Oh, yeah, no, nah, 100%. And let me just start, start this up by saying that when I first heard this joint, you know, I was, you know getting my workout in and shit. And I was like, damn, dog, this, this would be a vicious song to walk out to like in a fight like if you're a boxer or a ufc fighter or some shit yep and sure enough this past weekend i can't think of his first name right now but barboza he uh the main event of the ufc this past weekend he walked out to this song and it was kind of crazy because i was like i know that song fucking what? listen to it yeah he, but but unfortunately he got fucking his ass whooped. Damn. Damn. <laughs> but but to, to be fair it probably had nothing to do with the song because he's kind of an older guy he's kind of a veteran he fought like a younger dude so whatever but nonetheless i, I thought it was pretty dope that he walked out to the song I, I think this song like you said very militant uh sounding um particularly the hook uh yes. it sounds kind of like militant kind of like it's almost like giving you orders to fucking believe in yourself mm -hmm. like you better believe in yourself nigga exactly. the fuck you talking about exactly <laughs> so, and, and, and I like that. I like that kind of energy. I like I like the I like everything about this. So I thought it was really dope, really dope song. Let's go on to uh, number four, which honestly is I know I'm gonna say this a lot on this album, but it's probably one of my favorite songs on this joint. I was gonna say that got, too. I was gonna say that too. It, it got it got the great Stephen Marley, the brother on this joint, yes. Damon's brother on this joint, and I like I said before the album. Him on the hook, his singing on that joint, it just it sets the vibe off immediately because it's the first thing you hear is, is Stephen Marley's voice singing. Uh -huh. This one's for all the leaders, yeah, nigga. That shit is so hard, dog. And I want to tell you, like, like you said, it's all about his voice. He has the closest approximation to his father's voice, mm. and I think that's what makes it hit so hard, is because yeah. he hits that that old school vibe that you would get from Bob. Um, a lot of the time you get that exact same Bob, Bob, Bob vibe from from Steven, in my opinion. And like, mm. I know Steven does not have the most prolific voice. He ain't out here. You know, he's not John Legend. He's not out nah. here like that. But this motherfucker can strike emotion with you yes, just by yes. the changing of his voice and how he says certain shit. Like, he's an incredible performer. If you have never listened to Steven Marley, do it, do it, do it. Not only with this song, but in another song that we're going to talk about. Yes. Nigga, like, I'm glad you said that because you kind of said what I was thinking but didn't know how to say it. That he strikes an emotion, dog, where it's just like, yo, this is a fucking, this is a beast right here, dog. And he did it with this song. But everybody, uh, Damien and, I really like Damien's uh, verse on this joint. I thought he killed the joint. Nas did as well. Like I said, one of my favorite songs. I got nothing bad to say about this joint. And yeah, I'm sure you probably don't got anything better to say. Not about it at either. all. It's just again, it's just another like you said, just a straight reggae beat, mm -hmm. uh, and it's just enjoyable. Just sit back Nigga. and listen to it, and it just it can just pull so much out of you. It, Nigga, if you haven't if you having one of them days, dog, put this shit on. It's raining outside. You smoking a blunt or something, dog. This is the joint you put on, dog, because mm -hmm. it definitely got that vibe. You relaxing in it, like you said, just a real relaxed, chill down vibe. 
great song man and plus it it asks it's basically saying like you know not saying what you need to do to be a leader but it's saying be a leader advocate for being mm -hmm. a leader whether you're doing it spiritually politically righteously like mm -hmm. whatever like just be a leader in everything you do don't be a follower so like it's yeah. another great message to an incredibly vibey and incredibly well perfected song oh yeah no, no question all right uh number five is called friends and i love the beat on this joint it's mm -hmm. basically speaking to the value of real friendships with people that you know actually have your back and like want for you sure. to succeed and have good intentions for you it's mm -hmm. always i mean it's always something that we that is basically done in music where they talk about how motherfuckers you can't trust nobody because motherfuckers mm -hmm. will stab you in the back and all that other shit and this is just unlike another reminder but it's you know like the chorus says real friends won't do you wrong no they way. cause no pain that's my sh you know what and that's that's just that's like a god's truth right there and the, the older oh, yeah. you get again like if you're younger when you hear this you may not get this song as much mm -hmm, but the older mm -hmm. that you get and the more that you've had to deal with motherfuckers in life the more this shit hits home oh yeah because then nigga like i said dog like we all have you know friends that we've fallen out with or that like you kind of found out that there was some bitch ass niggas and shit so you're like all right cool you know mm -hmm. so this song like you said it, it strikes a chord and i'm sure all of us uh we've all gone through that but yeah like you said you know when you're younger Nigga, you think you're about to be friends with your high school boys for the rest of your life. And, and the reality of it is that for the most part, that's not true. You know, you might hang on to a couple of them for sure. But, um, you know, shit, shit happens along the way. And, and I feel like this song, like you said, does a really a really good job at kind of explaining that and kind of describing that. I really like Nas's verse on his joint. I, the beat was fucking dope as hell. Real chill, real dope song to, to, to go after leaders. I feel like they're kind of very similar in beat wise. Yeah. Yeah, man, I thought this song was dope as shit. Really dope message, like you said. Yeah, dope song. And on these tracks, on a lot of these tracks, there's like vocal instrumentation. I want to call it because like during the chorus of this John, they'd be like, ooh, ah, we, mm. ooh, and I don't know if they're speaking another language or if they're just like ooing and eyeing and shit like that. You talking about during the during the hook, right? Yeah, during the hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. I don't know if they're speaking another language because I mean they they very well could be because there's a couple of different languages from what I understand on this album, but whatever mm, they, whatever yeah. that is if it's just just uh, vocal ad libs or if it's actually words it sounds incredible underneath the chorus. Nah, no question, no question. Let's go on to uh, the next one, number six, which again one of my favorite songs on this album. Even though I feel like the placement of it was a little weird but i'm okay with it i'm okay with it because the song is fucking dope this is one of them joints like you said if you fucking as soon as you wake up play this motherfucking song yep. and, and and your whole shit will change it will change in a positive way. i'm trying to tell you though, it'll change up the way you think about shit because obviously the song is called count your blessings and yep. and damien especially especially damien he killed the joint during the hook yeah he, he shines fucking, on this shit he shines he shined on this joint because because i feel like he kind of did a little bit of more singing than he does you know kind of rapping which he does mostly on this joint mm -hmm. but um but yeah dog, the, the john was dope he you know he just brings up a bunch of different things that are blessings in his life mm -hmm. and he's pretty much just reminding the audience yo you might not have and again even Nas does this in, on his verse you yep. might not have i think he says the double r under your garage door or something like that yep but you know nigga, count your blessings dog and, and you know especially right now with what we living through dog you know we got health nigga we got blessings dog we got a roof on our head with everything that's going on in uh in, in new orleans right now mm -hmm. we, we blessed dog so and again it, it's just it's crazy that you know all these songs kind of came in right now i don't know it's just it's just a really dope song i really like this song I mean, really like, good energy yeah all of that 
like you said, it's it's not it's not even just the hurricane shit. Like we still dealing with all this dumb COVID shit. And yeah, exactly, exactly. All, all you know, a whole bunch of shit with racism and dealing mm-hmm. with cops and just a whole bunch of dumb shit that we didn't have to deal with before, and it's driving everyone crazy. And like I said, like you said, this just kind of you know we we did this at a time. It was a good pick for me, honestly. I, I I'm proud of myself because this gives you like okay, despite all the shit that we've been going through, you know, people unemployment, people losing their ho- homes and getting sick mm-hmm. and dying and all this other shit and fighting and whatever, whatever. Nigga, count your blessings for the small shit that is still keeping you here, keeping you safe, and yeah. making sure that you're good. Like, yeah, the whole world outside is a fucking storm, and the shit is crazy going on. But as long as you are inside your spot and you're well, you're mm-hmm. you're good. You're good. And a lot of people don't reflect on that, especially these days. They want to look at the next thing and have the outrage, or they want to look at this and not really mm-hmm. look at what they actually have. They only want to look at what they don't have. Cause think about how much you know social media plays a role in our life, and and when you get on social media. All you see is all the bullshit that's going on in the world right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just kind of hard to disconnect from that and, and appreciate everything, you know, your family, your friends and health and everything that you do have. So I, I thought this is a, a really good song to kind of just remind the audience about that. And just it just sounds like a fucking a feel good song. Like yeah. you play this the moment that the beat drops, you're going to, oh, this is kind of different, but I like it. Exactly. I like the, I like it. And it's so, a, just yeah. another crazy beat change up in this album where you go from super fast to mad chill Mm -hmm. back up to upbeat and it's just Mm -hmm. insane the way that they go back and forth back and forth on this album but it's 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 still very well done for sure um number seven is called despair and the instrumentation on this is probably one of the best instrumentations on this album and oh, it's yeah. and it, it I know it's called despair and it does have like a darker sounding tone to it but not something that's like it's it's not so dark that it's just like you think, oh man, this is just a really sad song. Like yeah, the song is about despair as it's called, but mm. it has still has more of an upbeat tone to it, even though it has more of a little you know a downside to it. Would you say that this is a dancehall beat? This could dun, this could dun, yeah this could definitely be a dun. more of a dancehall beat. But I also want to say, I want to say it kind of has like the African elements into it too, because there's a lot of the yeah. African elements of music put into a lot of these tracks so you can't really con- label it just yeah, hip-hop true. or just uh dance hall or just reggae you know what i'm saying like it's or just you know afro beat or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it like it's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff put together yeah no no question because when i first heard the joint especially when uh when when the verses come in mm-hmm. like it kind of just has that uh that dance hall feel like a vibes cartel kind of song on it would be like vibes cartel would be on the joint or something like that <laughs> true so so yeah I, like you said the, the instrumentation was really dope the um the chorus in the background singing the despair mm-hmm. i thought that was really dope everything about it instrumentation everything was really dope and uh yeah i, I really like this song too like you said it's kind of it kind of has like a darker feeling to it but especially when now starts to rap it, it kind of like you know somewhat it, it, it kind of changes it up a little bit so exactly. so i thought that was dope and also during the choruses when uh damien starts talking about the zulu the bubble shanti I'm not going to say this next one because I, I refuse to fuck up and disrespect somebody's African language. And the Mau Mau are all referenced to different tribal warriors or different types mm. of warriors uh, from, from Africa. And right. then he says the Ayatollah, uh, Idi Amin, Menelik, uh, and those are all references to leaders, different leaders throughout history and throughout Africa. 
basically the major theme about the song is just you know fight for what's important to you i don't know the rel besides i mean i've heard the like of the ayatollah Khomeini, but i don't know if that's the same person they're talking about here but i mean they're all supposed to be leaders so i'm guessing that they were some type of leaders that were actually like sparked some type of change or revolution in their countries and i believe right. one of them is is military from what I remember looking up the names, but I also didn't write that down. So. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. But let's go on to uh, number eight, Land of Promise. And I, I thought this genre was, again, another dope song. It kind of has like a really upbeat reggae kind of beat to it. Yep. Um, and pretty much Damian Marley goes out to, to compare uh, a lot of African cities to a lot of cities in the States. And I thought that was really dope. I thought the way he did it was dope because I feel like it could have been corny, but I feel like the way he did it was really dope. Mm -hmm. He wasn't trying to do too much, but it, it was really dope uh, on on his part. And it was just it was just a dope song, man. I, I think I think it was a really rightfully titled as well. Mm -hmm. And it pretty much, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the general idea is like, yo, imagine if we had all this back in Africa. Exactly. And we, probably, and we can. Yeah, we definitely can. Because there's more. There's many places in Africa that can that can house these type of places and i mean mm -hmm. like i want to say like lagos nigeria is is a lot supposed to be a lot like new york city from Bruh, what I, from what i understand i seen somebody that i follow that's in uh in lagos right now mm -hmm. and that shit looks like nigga it looks better than some cities over here I'm, I, you know, honest with you. I definitely believe it and and, and it's, it's fucked up you know because like let's be real dog like ignorantly like a lot of what i guess ideas of what africa is like that gets put out there is like you know torn down countries poverty and i'm sure there's a lot of it but the reality of it is that everything that you know is great about that continent is overshadowed by you know everything else that everybody the stereotypical shit that's supposed to be bad about it and, and yeah and you could argue like yo like it's kind of crazy that you know you and if you want to go into like a, a little bit deeper you're like yo it's kind of crazy that the people are, are, are pushing you know that narrative that, that africa is this you know torn down and just like everything that's negative about it mm -hmm. and it's kind of crazy that it's almost like it's almost like stopping people you know people who are from there who are you know their roots are from there mm -hmm. from going back because they're saying no, you don't want to go back there is is this is that and the third but in reality that's just fucking beautiful exactly you know what i mean like like I, i've heard that there's beautiful beaches and shit like that there's mm -hmm. all kinds of vicious shit in africa so it's kind of it's kind of crazy that um unfortunately a lot of the negative uh, stereotypes take the forefront yeah you're right and i you hate to see it but i mean these are centuries worth mm -hmm. of stereotypical shit keeping Facts. the continent down or keeping people away um one thing about this song i do love is that they had dennis brown who is uh the featured reggae artist and he's singing mm. the chorus on this genre and it's there's so much emotion in the hook and this is another another reggae artist that is great with being able to vocalize his emotions yeah. in, in, in songs. So, like, I think that this song, it was great all the way around. I want to say, I, I said that Nas came off of, like, a little materialistic in his verses. But, again, like, he's talking about, like, I think he's, like, talking about, like, all the shit that you could get in this mm -hmm. land of promise, blah, blah, blah. So, like, I understand right. where it was coming from. Uh, just when I was initially listening to it again and listening and like reading through the lyrics, I was like, "Damn, this is kind of materialistic." Versus how <laughs> how Damien was just a, a verse before. So, so this is the feeling that I get from this album, right? That mm -hmm. even though I, I guess I'm a, it's it's a joint album for sure, but yeah. I'm I'm guessing that Nas took Damien's lead as far as the um the content mm -hmm. because obviously you know I'm sure Damien isn't gonna 
sing and, and rap about everything that Nas is, you know, rapping about. So I, I would assume that it was probably easier for Nas to kind of follow Damien's lead as opposed to the opposite way. Because mm-hmm. um, that, and that's why I feel like, you know, what hap- what you said happened, happened because, you know, I guess he kind of has to find a way to relate it to what they were talking about. And maybe that was the best he could do at that. You True. Know? I mean, he is a rich nigga, so, you know. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> In the land of promise, he would be with a nigga with all the shit. So. That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> all right. Well, for number nine, the title is In His Own Words, again, featuring Stephen Marley. Steven, the thing about Steven is that Steven is a very uplifting artist as well. Like, he is a very positive artist. So everything that you get from him is going to be very uplifting and promising. Um, Nigga, I'm going to listen to the album as soon as this shit. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. Uh, it's basically, the the hook is a, basically a very poetic way to tell someone to have faith. 100%. I couldn't have said any better than that. <laughs> you had it right on the dot, <laughs> Yo, let, let me just jump in, dog, and, and say that, again, one of my favorite songs on this album, mm-hmm. the way that Steven, and again, it's not even like he's saying, like, anything that's very, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's the way he says it. It's whatever. But, dog, the hook is fucking amazing. Yeah. This, like you said, if, if you don't feel whatever faith you believe in, if you don't feel strongly about that when you hear this song, I don't know what to tell you because, dog, that shit... It, it 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 gets kind of emotional to a certain extent. It's like mm-hmm. like you said, it, it 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 strikes emotion, and he does a really good job at that. And, and and again, even the beat on this joint is a little bit different. It's kind of like a especially at the beginning, you know, before like the actual, I guess, beat drops. Yeah, it kind of sounds like oh, what's what's this? But then then you hear uh, my man uh, Steven start singing, and it's I told you, it's just. No, it's it's vicious, dog. It's a really, really vicious song. One of my favorites on this joint, no question. I've heard this joint. It's been one of the joints that I like repeat and like listen to over and over. It's definitely uplifting, like you said. Definitely uh, good energy and just overall great song. Big facts. And let's go on to number ten, which is Namin, and this is probably the first one that, since the beginning of the album that. Uh, that it kind of returns to kind of like a hip-hop boom bap type of beat mm-hmm. and i really like this beat i thought this beat was fucking vicious i thought both damien and uh nas killed it the only thing i will say is that the non mean kind of got a little repetitive a little yeah bit. That's... and i know i know if anybody was gonna say anything about that it was gonna be you so i beat you to it motherfucker. But nonetheless <laughs> nonetheless he agrees so that that's the one thing that i will say i guess eh, could have changed it up a little bit could have been I don't know, but I thought the song was dope. I thought both of them did their thing on this joint and the beat was really dope. I agree with you. The beat is crazy. Lyrical cadence is great. But again, like you said, the Namin was quite egregious, <laughs> quite egregiously mm-hmm. used uh, by Mr. Damien. Nas wasn't as egregious with its use, but I mean, yeah. they both still gave perfectly good, um, perfectly good verses, excuse me. The chorus is actually pretty deep. Again, asking the leaders of the world continued Okay, asking what the leaders of the world of the world countries are doing to their people and why they are acting so evil, and that is definitely something, especially in the world of the pandemic, that Americans mm-hmm. Americans have been wondering about our leaders and why they are willing and 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 just super willing, really, to let a whole rack of people die for whatever yeah. political thing that they are trying to uh, achieve. Mm-hmm. So, no, nah, that's a fact. But again, great song. Again, another one. I, I really do like the song. And I mean, I, I, it's not a song that I'm going to skip just because of the egregious use nah. of Namin. 
but yeah. um because the, the 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 beat is just so crazy it's almost like nah, it really is. it's it almost really like is. a timberland beat but like you know just it doesn't it doesn't have that timberland sound to it but it's something that you could see that nigga coming up with you know or hear that nigga coming up with put it this way y'all can't see me right now but i'm listening to the song in my head the beat right now <laughs> and i'm rocking my head to it like this he really is <laughs> he's going hard <laughs> no that joint is even even the um i'm not sure what instrument that is but whatever sample whatever sample they use for that even that part is fucking dope it just fits perfectly with what they were trying to do on this joint i mm-hmm. thought it was a perfect song agreed All right, and uh number 11 is called patience and it's very chill, subdued uh, beat that that is uh, that's very very. It just goes completely against what Namine was like. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, for sure. It's just like you bobbing ahead, and all of a sudden it's like Skrrt! stop. All of a sudden it's. And that shit is crazy because I for years had no idea what the fuck they were saying. And then that is what they're saying. Yeah, right? Sabali of like Nas said, it means patience. But I actually translated the entire chorus because you know a nigga. Once I found out that Sabali was another language, I was like, nigga, just copy and paste. What the fuck does this shit say? So it says, patience, patience, patience is what the world is about. Patience, patience, patience. Let's all join souls. Nigga, do you know that this whole time I thought it was saying family, family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I even said it right now. I even said it in the show when I was when I kind of like sung a little bit, dog. What'd you say it says? Sabali. Sabali. And, and that's uh, patience. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. That makes that makes a lot more sense. Exactly. Huh? Exactly. Because I was like, I don't remember hearing the word patience anywhere in this course. Um, <laughs> but now I know. So. Yeah. Uh, nah, for sure. Damien talks about the governments putting up big money for exploration in space and other shit like that taking care of animals and shit but like just leaving the sick and the hungry people of that nation out to dry basically mm-hmm. it's a fucked up situation also bringing up the lack of uh privacy as well as defamation and how people have questions but don't seek answers and that like i just put anti-vaxxers today because those motherfuckers mm. are like we have questions we have questions well there's a whole bunch of smart niggas sitting over there who have been answering questions for the last 14 months so <laughs> nigga you know it's funny it's funny but then then they'll have no trust for them but yeah. they've had trust for them the past hundred thousand however money long humanity has existed and there's been experts like nigga the world would not revolve how it does if it weren't for experts i'm gonna tell and you all- i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you no they did not always d- treat the experts with the fucking respect that they had. Cause I was watching this whole YouTube video about people that we should have listened to, but didn't listen to. And they ended up coming up with solutions that were good for us. Like there yeah. was this one dude, I wish I could remember the nigga's name, but he was like, there was a problem with pregnant women getting sick and dying shortly after giving birth. And mm. it was basically the doctors would be doing surgery on other people or like doing autopsies and then just go directly into delivery without Mm. washing their hands. So the Mm. dude was like, well, if y'all just at least wash your hands after you finish one thing before you go into the next thing, it would help out. And these motherfuckers were like, no, throw his ass in jail. They threw his ass in jail and then broke his hands like with hammers and shit. And then after he got like well, there was a couple of cuts in his hands they wouldn't let him wash his hands to like save his own shit he ended up dying from the infection of the cuts on his hands I, I'm, I'm assuming just by everything you just said this was like way oh, yeah. way like, long time ago long time yeah ago. <laughs> the fact that they could just beat the shit out of his hands and shit you know what i mean that's kind of crazy yeah yeah 
But uh, I, if I can find that video, I'm gonna send it to you because you'd be like, "Damn, we really no, been no, trash no. all for existence." Like, <laughs> no, but 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 even then, like even if you know, for the most part, you know, like you said, examples like that have happened. But I feel like for the most part, experts have you know, we're talking about scientists, you're talking about doctors, you're talking about people who fucking work in the street, you're talking about electricians, you're talking about plumbers. All these people are experts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and, and and obviously, you know doctors uh cdc whatever the fuck whoever expert whatever whatever the expert is that knows about what they're talking about about these viruses yeah like why is it that now it's like motherfuckers is like nah dog hell nah i know i don't know what's in that shit nigga but you fucking drank four locos 10 years ago you mm-hmm. know what i mean you out here doing, doing lines of cocaine and shooting and putting meth into your system and all this other yo, shit but you ain't gonna take the damn vaccine mm. let me just say this dog I know somebody, I know somebody who was doing cocaine in 2015 right here where we live. And let's just say there's a good chance that it wasn't all fucking, you know, pure or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, so you're over here and, and, and this person doesn't want to uh, take the vaccine and is spreading all this wild shit. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what's in it. Dog, you was literally blindly doing drugs that could have killed you. Easily could have killed you. It could have mm-hmm. been fentanyl. It could have been whatever the fuck in that joint. And you was no problem with that. Why? Because it was fucking getting you high. Mm-hmm. You know, but now when it's something like this, that's not a pleasure. Now niggas is all skeptical about it. Get the fuck out of mm-hmm. here, dog. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's go on to the go next ahead. one. Go before, before, before we start, start a whole different conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so the next one is number 12, uh, My Generation. And it's... Uh, yeah, I can't see the, the next name, but it's it's featuring Lil Wayne and I can't see who the next person is. Josh Stone. What is it? Josh Stone. She's okay, a, okay. Josh she's Stone. She's a soul singer from the UK. Is so, that the one that's singing the hook? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, so again, another very high energy, just motivational, positive song. Mm-hmm. No question about it. And it pretty much, you know, talks about that this next generation is going to be the one that changes everything for, I mean... For, for, for the culture, for their culture, for their people. And, and it was just a dope song. I thought Lil Wayne came in and killed it. I thought his verse was really dope. And, and he didn't curse. Not one word. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy. It, he didn't curse. And it was it was right on topic. You know, uh-huh. sometimes a feature will, you know, a nigga will say something off the wall. Shit, it got nothing to do with what, like, what the rest of the song is. Yo, but yeah. Hold on. Perfect example of that is Drive Slow with Kanye West and Paul Wall. That because Paul Wall starts talking about driving around in parking lots and shit. I was like, nigga, we know that's you, but bro, you don't have to say it on every song. Come on up. No, nah, that's a fact. Back, especially, back to especially when it's <laughs> when what, what Kanye was saying, it wasn't a literal meaning of drive slow, homie. Exactly. Like, it was like it was a figurative. It's kind of yeah, exactly. So, but 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 on this joint, I thought Wayne came strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really loved the hook. I thought it was very uh, like choir almost sounding. Yeah, they get cute with the little kids choir singing in there. For sure, for sure, and I thought it was just a really good song, man. Like, like you said, very positive song, and uh, I loved it, man. And that again, Josh Stone is an incredible singer. They hated on her because she was like, they hated on her just like they hated on Amy Winehouse because she was a white woman with a powerful voice from the UK who sounded like black soul singers. So, That's a white woman. Yes, that is a white woman singing that. Oh shit! But Josh Stone <laughs> is actually an incredible singer. Like she is oh, phenomenal. And I had almost, com- I had completely forgotten about her as an artist until yeah. we did this and I listened to this. I was like, "That's right, Josh Stone is a- oh shit, she's a beast." I forgot all about her. Like, 
definitely check out her also but like on this song she was an incredible voice on that chorus like i don't think it really could have been done better by many other people i mean honestly she sounded almost jennifer hudson-esque on this joint like to me i hear that yeah yeah, for sure very very powerful very very well done with the voice uh like you said lil wayne's joint was good nas is speaking just like damien on basically like you said this generation is the new one y'all need to focus on your education don't focus on weapons Mm -hmm. don't focus on drugs don't focus on anything else like get out of the situation as best you can so that you can do you and I mean, it's yep. it's another just completely positive song, completely on brand for this album, but it's still well done. Yeah, couldn't agree anymore, man. Couldn't agree anymore. And the final song on the album is number 13, Africa Must Wake Up, featuring Kanan again. And this joint is, I f- it's they ended this one with a, on a very slow note, mm-hmm. um, but it's also it's asking the question, it's ask, asking like a really good question of the listeners giving great examples of black excellence uh, throughout the generations. Of course, it all stemming from Africa. And I think it's really cool that they gave Kanan to come in and he did that verse at the end, but he did it in another language. Yeah, yeah. No, you know, it's funny. When I was listening to the joint, I kind of, I guess the first couple of times I didn't peep it either. I was, I don't know. I, I just didn't peep it. But yeah, yeah then I heard, I was, oh, shit, this, this is not English. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. So I think it was, it wasn't a bad way to end the album. You know me, I like, I would have wanted like I, I think if they'd have switched this one with my generation, I would I said the same. I, that's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say, dog. If if it would have been patience, yes, Africa must wake up and end it with my generation. Yes, nigga, perfect. It, perfect. it, it would have, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So and, and again, unfortunately, because we're looking at the work of art, it, I feel like it kind of counts, you know. Yeah. And it, it doesn't, it doesn't really. It's not gonna affect the grade for the album for me at least. No, but I, I agree with you what you were saying. I I think this this should have been switched up. I think because the second to last album song on the album is such a high energy positive song, I feel like it's kind of, and, and it goes right back down to to the to the slow, especially when the song Patience was right before it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just feel like it, it made a lot more sense, at least to me, to uh, to to do that change. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really dope. I thought I, I thought um, Damien on the hook was was really dope as well. Again, a really slow song, but but I liked it. I, I, I thought it was an all right way to. To, to end the album as far as for what it was but would have wished it was just switched up a little bit yeah no nah, i agree with you on that all right well that that brings us to the end of our album review for distant relatives by nas and damian marley from the 2010 or from the 2010 from 2010 <laughs> motherfuckers can't talk worth shit anymore right. <laughs> <laughs> um so first thing i'm gonna ask you is this album is 11 years old this year do you think it stands the test of time most of it yes mm-hmm. most of it yes i think that this could have easily been like a 2016 2017 album as well oh, yeah. maybe even a 2020 album you know to, to be honest a lot of this because because you know a lot of it is reggae a lot of it is reggae mm-hmm. uh at least inspired and and you know reggae hasn't traditionally or maybe not even traditionally but hasn't really been a mainstream sound that you know gets run down or whatever so for that reason i feel like it doesn't really have to fit into the popping sound right now because it, it's always stood on its own. True, true. So, so for that reason, um, I say I think it definitely stands the test of time. I agree with you, like just on just the exact same shit that you just said. <laughs> uh, just because this is the fact that reggae is just seems like it's one of those timeless music standards where mm-hmm. you could hear something that was done in the fifties and something that oh, was yeah. done in the tw- to twenty tens. 
from the actual reggae style, not dancehall, mm-hmm. but reggae. And yeah. they could sound like they're from the exact same album, like from the exact yeah. same time period. It's just like, it, there's not many genres of music that can pull that musically where you, you can just be, you can your sound can be relevant and essentially unchanged for like 50 years. Nah, that's a fact. And again, um, I guess, you know, it kind of just, we were talking about uh, the Marley Brothers that, um, uh, was it, was it um, Ziggy, the one who who does specifically? Uh, yeah, uh, he does music. specifically reggae. Yeah, so you know, I, and I, I would assume that other reggae artists probably feel the same way. That that might be like a, a thing amongst that community to kind of like you know keep that shit intact. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and not let that shit get fucked with. So, I that, that's that's what I'm thinking when I when, when what you just said about you know an older song kind of sounding very similar yeah. uh, in style at least. To, to anything that comes out recently so I, I agree for sure. I'm actually taking what you said before before we got on the podcast and you were like um damn it I just had it in my head I hate that shit god damn but you made a great point and I, w- I really wanted to give you your flowers and now my yeah <laughs> I... was it was it about uh... it was it was about this it was about some god damn it was about this same topic um I can't. I can't remember. If I if I get it before we go, I'll let you know. Uh, <laughs> my bad, y'all. My bad. My bad. <laughs> God damn, I need my flowers. <laughs> I mean, you get your flowers either way. I give. Better, I better. give you flowers. If I, I just wish I could remember why I was giving them to you. <laughs> I just wish everybody knew why. <laughs> um. So, what are your uh, what are your final thoughts on the album, then? Look, man. I you know I think we've we've reviewed um, Illmatic on this joint, right? Yes. And that was uh, my. I was gonna sound kind of blasphemous. But that was the first time I had ever listened like to a Nas album in its, in its own. And I'm gonna be honest, it was good, but it didn't it didn't stick with me. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's because I didn't hear it when I was supposed to hear it. But with this joint, it fucking sticks with me. I know I'm gonna be listening to a lot of these songs yes. in, in the in the near and distant future. And it's just a really, really good album, man. Like I wasn't expecting it to be this good. I'm gonna be honest with you, I really wasn't. I guess ignorantly I was thinking, oh, when this shit came out, I didn't give a fuck about it. It was probably trash, whatever, right? But dog, this joint is the fucking truth. If you if you over the age of 24, 25, dog, listen to this motherfucker album. I'm telling you, no it's bro. a fucking great album. No bull. I agree with you. I think it's a phenomenal album. Uh, it does, like you said, it's gonna it's gonna strike a certain chord with you if you're over a certain age. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, that's not saying that you can't enjoy it yeah. if you are younger than that age. Uh, I suggest this album to anybody. Uh, mm-hmm. My final thoughts on it: I think it was a fantastic album. It was well done by two incredible artists. I know they want to make Distant Relatives too, or they've been talking about it for a while. Uh, I don't really know if any progress has been made on it. But honestly, this is one of those albums that I don't really think it needs a single. Because this hit at a certain point, a certain way, I feel like it's mm. it's hard. It's gonna be hard to capture lightning in a bottle twice. You know what I'm saying? Nah, 100. percent This is kind of like a, like you know certain movies that are just great, and then they come out with the, the sequel, and it's, you know they might have the production might not be as good or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Exactly. But yeah, I, I agree. I think this should be a standalone project. I think, I mean, it sounds like this is one of those those that know know. Mm-hmm. This is an amazing project. Yeah. But yeah, man, it was, um, buses right here, apparently they performed at the Grammys. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Nas and Dan Marley to perform Distant Relatives at the Grammys. Okay. What year was that? 2020. Really? Yeah, that's oh, what's shit. surprising to me, that this was recently. Oh, damn, I didn't even know that. Shit. 
I remember one year I was mad as hell because I missed Rock the Bells, and um, they were the the headlining act. And I was like, oh, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Both of them? Yeah, both of them together. Because Nas has done Rock the Bells a few times. Like, I've seen Nas myself twice at Rock the Bells. But I, I was, I'm the year that he was with Damian Marley, I missed it, and it was, it was reportedly just such a good fucking show, and I was just like, fuck, nigga. You know, that's the one thing about uh, concerts, dog. That you know, obviously some artists are fucking whack, and they just kind of, you know, do their part and then don't engage with the audience and don't do a good show. But nigga, sometimes shows be getting a nigga emotional, dog. You just like, oh my god, this nigga is doing that song. And he's changing it. That's the great thing about concerts is that typically a good artist will change something up, something up about it. And you're just like, yo, I wish I could listen to the live version, but I'm going to just have to remember it and enjoy it. My man, I I love nothing more is when they can make a creative remix to their own mm-hmm. shit just mm-hmm. for a live show. I've seen yes. it with multiple uh, artists across mm-hmm. multiple genres, and it usually always hits. Nigga, let me tell you, I went, I recently, maybe like two years ago, went to a Childish Gambino concert, and that nigga did that for almost, maybe not almost every song, but for a lot of his songs, mm-hmm. and dog, yeah, it was like, like the, some of the, like some of his, like, especially if, if they're singing, like the, the, to, the tone that they hit during the original song, they might change it up, yeah, and it, and, and like, you know, play around with it, and, and that shit, it just hits different, dog, mm-hmm. so, so I recommend, I mean, I'm sure everybody goes to conscious, but if for whatever reason you haven't, dog, Go to your favorite artist's concert. Believe me, even if you think you don't like concerts, just do it for the sake of, of, of music and, and what you love because it's a whole, it's an experience. Like, if there's any experiences left in music now, it's fucking concerts. Exactly, exactly. That's really what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm fairly sure what I what I know these scores are going to be, but what do, you, what do you give the score for the album? <sighs> Look, man, I, <sighs> I'm going to give it just because... <sighs> I'm I'm stuck between like a nine point five and a ten, mm. but I'm gonna go with nine point five. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go with nine point five. Um, I can't think of too like too much that I don't like, but I guess there's certain things that I, I guess I can kind of get nitpicky about. Yeah, but it's really nothing that that big of a deal. So I'm gonna go with a nine point five. It's almost a perfect album. It's oh. it really is almost a perfect album for me. I, I'm, maybe it'll become a perfect album the more I listen to it, but um, I thought it was really good. Really good album. Uh, who would have fucking thought? You know what I mean. Even though you know, I was talking about the show with my brother. How the rap and reggae shit has happened uh, before uh, as well. Multiple times. It's happened time. a lot. But yeah. you know what? I've never. I and I can't say never, never because I don't know if it's actually happened and I'm just not aware of it. But this is mm. the first like you know reggae rap album that I've ever come across where it's like you know just two artists and they're just it's the whole album with them too. Yeah, because. Whenever, whenever, like for example, for me, I, I could think of uh, Styles P working with Junior Reed a lot, mm-hmm. and um, and, and all, every song that they've done is really fucking dope. Yep. But they've never had an album like this, and exactly. and, and, and ex- this is an extensive album. This isn't just them two niggas, you know. Oh, I'll send you the verse. I'll send you the fucking beat. Like, nah, it, it, you could tell that they really sat down and, and knocked this shit down together. Cause, oh, yeah. Cause that's, that's what it felt like. Oh, yeah. Now, this is definitely one of those albums where they were together in the studio and it and you can see it. You can For definitely sure. see it in, 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 the out, in the final output, outcome. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. 
So well, what'd you give it, man? I gave that joint ten. a ten out of ten. You know, and I, I've been listening to this joint over and over again, and I was literally critiquing it as hard as I could. Like I told <laughs> you, I pulled up all of the lyrics to every fucking track, and I'm yeah. just critiquing and critiquing and trying to get my. I'm looking for reasons not to give it a ten, because you know me, I hate to give something a ten unless it supremely deserves it, and I'm for going sure. to try and find something. The only thing I can see on this album and that I don't like is the fact that. The last two songs should have been switched, but I don't think that that's yeah. enough to drop it down a point or a, or a half point. So I'm just gonna go ahead and give this a ten out of ten. And I, I think this may have been all, like the, the second, maybe possibly the third time of all the times that we've done album reviews that I've given somebody a ten yeah. out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I I, I want to say this is it's definitely been less than five. For yeah, sure. for sure, for sure. So you know that comes as high praise if you get a, a full a full joint from me. That's a fact. So big shout out. To Nas and Damien for, for making a fucking hell of an album, man. Exactly. Hell of an album. Exactly. All right. Well, before we get up out of here, I want to say thank you to everybody again for listening to the album review. I know it took a while to get here, like just <laughs> just like Donda, but we may not always facts. be on on point, but we always on time, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's a, hey, that, that's a fact. So whenever y'all get this, y'all is right on time. Just exactly. Know that. Exactly. But did you have a, uh, we know we like to try and give you guys little suggestions uh, at the end of episodes for shit to check out, whether it's books, TVs, movies, video games, whatever, whatever. Uh, did you have anything in, in, the, in the chamber for the people today, sir? Look, man, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to just go ahead and say it out there. Go listen to Donda if you haven't yet. All right. <laughs> Don't. Look, man, I'm sure the Drake album will be good and all that. But right now, go listen to the Donda album. That joint is dope. There's a lot of dope songs on this joint. Super long, unfortunately, but a lot of the songs are just doubles of, uh, or I guess alternative versions of of of, old, of other other songs that are on here. Um, but yeah, man, honestly, probably some of Kanye's best music in the last since my dark since my dark twist of fantasy to me. I, I like Life of Pablo, but I think this one is really dope. There's a song on here, number ten. Believe what I say. And it samples uh, uh, Lauren Hill on the joint. I don't know if you've seen that, that she got sampled on the joint. Yes, I heard about that. And nigga, when you hear that joint, mm -hmm. the beat is fucking amazing, dog. Honestly, that's old school Kanye right there. If you want to listen to old school Kanye, dog, okay. listen to this album particularly, but listen to number 10 particularly. Believe what I say. Um, I, I like it so far. I've just kind of dove into it since it came out last week or this past Sunday. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, man. Shout out to Kanye, man. Hope I hope he's able to fucking get everything else figured out because you know obviously he's still somewhat of a mess in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, man. This is a dope album. Check it out. I'm sure you probably already have, but if you haven't, like Cooper, <laughs> check that shit out. Uh, yes, yes. The shade is right, but okay, I haven't listened to it. But uh, my, hey, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be your cause if I ain't throw a little petty shade at you. Man. I know, I know, I love it. You know, I don't, I don't hate. You know, I don't hate. <laughs> I throw it every now and then myself. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I am mad at it. I am mad at it. <laughs> but my uh, suggestion this week is going to be, as we've talked about the magnificent Stephen Marley, I'm going to suggest his album Mind Control from the 2000, mm. 2007. A fantastic uh, reggae album uh, with this, like the title track, Mind Control, is the first joint on there. Uh, Iron Bars, Traffic Jams, like uh, the whole In of the Red, that's the final track on that joint, and that's one of, the, like, one of my favorite tracks on the album. So basically, mm -hmm. go check that out if you haven't had a chance. Stephen Marley, Mind Control. I know I would, because like I said, I heard this nigga on, on this album that we just reviewed, and that motherfucker is a beast. So I'm definitely going to check the joint out for sure. Bad. Oh, and looking for his discography, Stephen Marley, um, I just came across, I actually... 
picked up tickets for concerts and shit. And he's going to be oh. in D.C. in March. So we're going to go. Oh. Oh, <laughs> shit. You said in March? In March 2022. Uh, and Stephen Marley? Yep, Stephen Marley. My nigga, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to fuck with you, dog. There you go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, y'all. Uh, again, thank y'all for listening. Uh, y'all know y'all can find us for your listening pleasures on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can also find us on social medias, Instagram and Twitter, at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Yes, sir. And uh, you can also find us by going to Facebook.com and searching out Hip Hop Head Podcast. You'll find our page on Facebook. Uh, any other, any last things you want to give to the people? Any last words of wisdom? Hey, man, just like I said, like we said, man, if you fucking need some revitalization, listen to the album that we just fucking reviewed. I'm trying to tell you, it did wonders for me. I just started fucking school this week. I'm ready to take this shit on. That motivation, Cause Nas, baby. Because <laughs> Nas, Damien, and Steven told me I could take this shit on. God there you it. go. There you go. So, God damn it. I love to hear it. But we here, man. We here. Thank y'all for fucking being patient with the review. And I'm going to be honest with y'all. It was a lot of bullshit as to why, like, just on our end that we, that we didn't, you know, come with it earlier. But I will say I'm glad that it happened because I was able to dig in a lot deeper into this, you know, very deep album. Exactly. And, Take your time and, and go through everything just like me. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I, man, it, it was I, I'm glad that it happened the way it did. We apologize, though. And, yep. you know, we're, we're going to we're going to come come better next time. <laughs> exactly. All right, everybody. You know what I always say at the end of every episode? Be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best you can. If you can't do that, man, at least make your mama proud. That's right. That's it. All right, y'all. We out of here. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Take care of each other. We love you. Yeah. Peace. Peace.